Geek Card presents Back Issue Bloodbath with your hosts, Andrew Young and Petula Neal. I heard Peter Parker cry. I heard him pray the night Gwen Stacy died. Brother, what a night it really was. Thrown off a bridge and she was done. Glory be. <laughs> Welcome to Back Issue Bloodbath. I did that opening specifically to freak out my co-host. I'm Andrew Young. <laughs> I'm a horrified Petula Neal. <laughs> like truly horrified. I know. I was trying to bring mm. some levity before we talked about, you know, a sad moment in comic history. Mm. Mm. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Don't go to funerals with me. That's all I'm saying. If you want to stay, if you want it to be all somber, don't go to funerals with me. That's it. <laughs> A sidebar, if anyone's ever watched the British version of that show, Coupling, that went for very few seasons, there is an excellent episode called The Giggle Loop, and uh, the gang tries to go to a funeral, and they set up the episode with, well, you know, like when it's like mounting giggles in inappropriate situations until it reaches like peak mass, and then you're unable to hold it in, and so are like most of the people with you, and it is, it's an all-timer, but also, yes, now, good to know not to bring you to a funeral. (laughs) Oh, man. This week, though, we are talking about one of the biggest moments in Spider-Man's history and in Marvel history, and that is the death of Gwen Stacy. Uh, Of course, the first issue known as the night Gwen Stacy died and followed up with the Goblin's Last Stand, I think it's called. Mm. Yeah, Yeah, they're dropping bodies like the wire in these couple of issues. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. this is this is a major turning point moment in the history of Spider-Man because there were so many changes and that was something that uh, Archie Goodwin the writer of the issues wanted to bring he wanted to bring like a, a switch up a change up in Spider-Man's life and originally he and John Romita senior were talking about killing off Aunt May and depending on who you talk to about it one of them convinced the other one that you can't get rid of Aunt May because the worrying about Aunt May is one of the key facets of Peter Parker and that if you take that out of his persona there'll be something missing in the tension of the stories but they was like somebody somebody's got to die in his life that's close to him it's got to happen because peter parker is built around tragic loss and life's been going great for him and kind of when you look at the comic you know from the moment that john romita came on the book as artist he kind of created the style of pretty everybody because before that if you look back at the ditko stuff peter parker is kind of weasley looking he's small he's frail even when he becomes spider-man there's still that kind of feel to him everybody's kind of got like a gruff exterior but as soon as john romita senior comes on the book everybody looks like a fucking movie star yeah including ravi and jay jonah both very like daddy bangable a dashing older men yes yeah oh yeah and so yeah so like that look is brought to it and of course even after romita steps away from being the main artist on the book that's kind of now the house style so even in a visual sense everything's been coming up roses for spidey like sure His buddy Harry Osborn is dealing with drug issues and stuff like that. But everything, for the most part, by this point, was going good for Peter Parker. To the point where I think Stan Lee thought that they were going to have it that Gwen and Peter would get married and have a life together. But, uh, of course, Archie and John Romita, they want to bring up this change-up. So they they go to Stan, and Stan is – either he's getting ready and packing for a trip, or he's already on the trip when they contact him. And he just wants to get away from them. He wants So he just goes, sure, yeah, whatever you want. Doesn't even listen to what they want to do. When he comes back, the issues are out. 
out and he's like, what did you guys do? Whatever they wanted. <laughs> so this caused a, a lot of turmoil in the Marvel offices during that time. And it, you know, I still feel it holds up as like one of the big stories in Spider-Man history. Now, do you ever read these issues before? Upon meeting them, I feel like I must have at some point and not just because we've seen versions of the story we told, obviously, most popular in the Garfield movie and a little bit of the second issue in the Toby movie. Yep. Like, it's... And even, even, takes some of the on, even takes on this story uh, in TV and movies using Mary Jane instead of Gwen Stacy. Yeah. Even some of the visuals. I think I had like one of those like old collections at one point that I dug up at a garage sale. Like it feels like something I would have flipped through and been like, what are they doing to this poor girl? And like <laughs> kept it moving. But yeah, it's um the thinking. First of all, does he need to lose more? Is he not already an orphan? How long has Uncle Ben been dead at this point? Or again, to the earlier discussion, you know, Aunt May has lived a full life. Like, I'm not listening. <laughs> <laughs> just like Batula, always saying, let's just kill the old people. I'm not pushing them out into an ice flow or anything. I'm just saying. It just felt very like, oh, well, we could kill the blonde because there's a spare. Like, there's another girl, like, around. In a way, so, that's true because yeah. basically uh, Ramita really wanted Peter to get together with Mary Jane. And so this was his way for them to end up doing that. Yeah. 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 MJ doesn't waste any time. The way she shuts the door at the end. Well, let's not. Yeah. We'll jump, we'll jump to that later. Yeah. yeah let, let me give a little bit of history of before we come to the story. So in Spider-Man's recent past at this point, Norman Osborn, who found out the identity of Peter Parker, has some amnesia troubles, not with just like more of the selective memory is gone. So he's forgotten that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. Harry had some recent drug uh, addictions and is getting over that. Gwen. Not not great. Like Not he's, great. He's still sweating it out. Yeah, he's, he's yeah. still going through it because he's, he's had a relapse. Gwen, who had been out of the book for a little while because she went to, I believe, France, recently came back probably about a year before, year or two before this issue came out and rekindled her relationship with Peter and they seem to be going strong and everything is good. Meanwhile, Harry's relationship with Mary Jane has kind of completely gone kaputs. And that's part of the reason why Harry's got and gotten heavy into drugs and so or because he has a drug problem and it's not a woman's fault for it not being it's not a woman's like fault no no i'm just saying it's part of the thing yeah. the, another part of it is that you know abusive father who's expected so much out of him like again yeah. i'm not saying it was a cause i'm just saying he's dealing with this because of these things have happened in his life yes he definitely his looks, addiction is his own fault but he looks to his friends for the comfort love and support that his father never gave him yes but because he's unable to fully articulate his needs and emotions when his friends don't give him what he needs then he becomes very difficult again i've said it before i'll say it a thousand more times therapy for everyone <laughs> in the marvel universe whether it's live action in the comic big screen small screen therapy because like harry's giving him very like weird vibes he's not acknowledging clearly peter's distracted like i feel like men not talking about their feelings is half of the problem with mm. many stories but especially spider-man because he has this you know professional life as well where things could be a lot better if he could just like have a good sit down with you know some of the folks at work about how you know maybe their communication style or whatever is affecting right. like quality of their team their work i know i'm going like way too deep on this <laughs> point is 
feelings, they are bad at expressing feelings. And like the most self-aware panel is sort of like right near the end where it's Peter's sort of starting to break down. Like it's my two lives and how I can't manage them well. But he's also attributing too much blame to himself, but also like not everybody else around him not dealing with their stuff. Right, right. Yeah. So because of this not dealing with stuff, this leads to a moment where Norman Osborn realizes who Peter Parker is once again and goes to the apartment that Peter usually shares with Harry, although Harry's now living back at Norman's place, to confront Peter Parker as the Green Goblin. But Gwen is there. Peter is not there. Peter is feeling sick, but trying to make some money over at the Daily Bugle. And so, of course, once Peter gets back to the apartment, there's a pumpkin bomb sitting on Gwen's purse. And so he's obviously, he puts two and two together and goes, oh, crap, freaking Norman's gone crazy again, and he's got Gwen. And so... Of course, he rushes off, and I don't know, maybe it's luck? They never really explain it, because he goes, I don't know where to find her, where to find them. And he just goes to the bridge, which they originally said in the comics was the George Washington Bridge, and the reprints now it all says the Brooklyn Bridge, because Gil Kane drew the Brooklyn Bridge. He didn't draw the uh, the uh, George Washington Bridge. But anyway, so yeah, so he goes to the bridge, and of course, that's the big standoff. During the standoff, the goblin knocks Gwen off the bridge and she's falling to her death. Spider-Man shoots at the web to grab her. Her neck snaps. She's done. Now, there's been back and forth for years on the real cause of death because, of course, uh, Green Goblin... Yeah, Green Goblin states the shock of that fall would kill her before she even, like, got halfway down, but the next snap is very visible. Like, it's actually something. There's a snap. It's like, mm-hmm. there it is. And so that's always been the debate. Did her next snap, or did she die from the fall? Even though all of the creators have said now, next snap. That's the way to go. That's what happened. I put out a third theory. She was dead before Peter got there, because if you look at that entire thing, she is lying. She's not to, moving. She's not end. moving. Yeah. She's lying on conscious and the goblin just keeps referring to her like she's awake but she is not i think she was already dead i think goblin already did it and just wanted to have the you know dramatic moment yeah because there was in a lot of flailing and again it's a comic book it's not live action <laughs> um but she she really just went down like a stone like there wasn't a lot of you know reaching out like catch me kind of energy it was more just tossed her over like a bag of potatoes yeah 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 she goes down yeah it, it's it's not great. Goblin's kind of the worst. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I do think that all throughout this, you know what it's giving? It's giving me very kind of the the Tate treatment from the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I, I do wish that they'd maybe given Gwen a bit more to do besides sort of just look good and look good in Peter's memories. But this is the time, right? Like stuff happens to, you know, insert female character X in order to give the main character feelings and a crisis point and then something they have to overcome or not overcome their need for vengeance because whatever true test over here and we have no other way to do that but like you know killing girlfriends and wives so uh, the occasional child whatever it's it is what it is they sometimes kill parents don't forget about that (laughs) yeah yeah but they run out of parents like you know pretty quick it's like you only get get, you can just keep dating people and have them keep getting fridged but yeah this this is a tough one i will say the despite how frustrating it is to look at this i can't even call it a character arc for gwen she's just there she's wallpaper that gets unceremoniously peeled off it's a beautiful book like it's a beautiful couple of issues like the the spider-man 
hundred percent pops. Like to your whole thing about this is like the pretty period. They really just leaned into the way his suit, especially like the eyes, he's giving. Like he's really serving a whole look. Like every panel he's in, they are like showcasing the iconography of the suit, like the body positioning. Like it feels elevated. It almost feels like um Peter and more when he's Spider-Man, but even a bit with Peter and and sort of with the Osborns as well. It's almost like they were drawn by somebody not else, but they just they really pop more. And there's a kind of mirroring of some of the expressions, like when Papa Osborne is, you know, clearly having some mental health issues and his face like does a whole thing. And then later on, we see a similar face almost exactly on Peter after what happens with Gwen. Yeah. I will say when Peter goes to the Osborne home after Gwen's death and is kind of just going through there looking for Norman and Harry's like, Hey, what's going on? Help me sort of thing. The maniacal look in Peter's eyes is so expressive. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, that's some fancy drawing. Yeah. (laughs) Like, yeah. I'm feeling things. Yeah. Like, and not just rage at how the woman was treated. It's a real leap forward. And it is also maybe more noticeable because this is everything else is so pretty. Mm. So, like, seeing, like, they really sort of carved out the shadows. So it really, like, mirrors the main faces that we see from Goblin, where it's just full on, like, it's eyebrows, it's bulging eyes, it's like gritted draw, it's like stride, like, you can feel the veins popping, even though they're not like drawn out as much on Peter, but it's, he's giving, he's giving Goblin, basically. Mm. Yeah. And I kind of love, hate that for him. Like it, they did the darn thing. Like if their objective was, I need to understand how sweet Pete could get from here to here. Yeah. 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 Yeah, no, definitely. It uh, really explores the different side of Peter Parker, different side of Spider-Man. And um, yeah, I still think it's an iconic story uh, because of that. And of course, then it leads down to a showdown with the Goblin. And during the fight with Goblin, Peter does lessen and plans not to kill the Goblin. But then the Goblin tries to use his glider to take out Spidey. Spidey jumps, moves out of the way, and the Goblin ends up impaling himself. Now, of course, years later, that would be uh, retconned by the fact that apparently Norman Osborn has a healing factor and he actually survived all that time after that. After the story, to try to appease Stan, they were originally going to bring Gwen back because Stan really wanted them to, but when they sat down and tried to do the story every time, they felt that they were undoing the work that they had done and decided to leave against it. Eventually, it would lead to a storyline with the Jackal and a Gwen Stacy clone. So there was a Gwen Stacy throughout some stories. Turns out she was a clone and Gwen never really came back after that and has always kind of been held up as kind of like the perfect woman that Peter Parker was with that he judges all people by, which, you know, it's not a fair thing to do, but that's so you meet certain people in your life, you end up judging everybody else by those by that that standard. Tough hang. Tough hang for any of Peter's future ladies. Yeah. Well, uh, him and Mary Jane have had a good relationship, then a bad relationship, then a good relationship. I don't even know where they are right now. Because <laughs> she's been in and out of the picture thanks to Mephesto and all that sort of shit. So who knows? Now, this is, okay, this is something that only came to my attention, I think, last year or the year before that. And I'm not even sure if it's 100% true. Could either be, could be a gag, could be whatever. But there's an urban legend that in South America, the South American uh, comic artists and stuff that were 
working for Marvel that were kind of doing like reprints of what was happening in the Spider-Man comic in North America ended up not liking the fact that Gwen Stacy was killed and decided to rewrite the ending so that she was saved and then they ended up doing I think 25 issues of the two of them getting together getting married and then I think the license was uh, by that the license expired by that point so apparently somewhere out there there's these really rare Spider-Man stories in Spanish that uh, that have it where Peter and Gwen Stacy are together have fun yeah nice I love it when fan fiction gets absorbed by the parent <laughs> yeah it's it's a bummer it's a bummer but it moves Peter forward and I want to say forward it moves Peter in a direction in a direction that gives a bit of darkness to somebody who's been known for like quips and good times and good vibes and it you know gives us some like iconic panels it gives us the thick juicy thighs of the green goblin with his pumpkin bombs like it's a it's an all-timer it's an all-timer did they have to kill the girlfriend no could they have just damaged her sure could they have put her at risk and she got saved even got saved maybe by somebody else sure but a lot of choices were made choices were made here we are uh it's the kind of thing I hope that in going forward more and more as people become more aware of their either unconscious uh, bias, adoption of tropes, because uh, it's easy, uh, that they think of other ways to motivate heroes to um, have some sort of big character moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Seems like just in general in comics, the most unsafe sex you can have is any kind of sex with a hero, because it's really <laughs> putting a number. Well, yeah, no, that, <laughs> Put I a like on your back. that goes without saying. I feel like yeah I feel like that's the whole point why yeah. heroes try to maintain secret identities because yeah it puts a target on the ones they love totally yeah yeah it's tough but it puts a target on, it does it or it's the writers that are always doing that but yes it would be nice if in the future there was other ways to do this but it's so pretty it's like I'm angry but then I forget because it's so pretty <laughs> yeah it's like the one weird thing with the art that I did find the I think they kind of went a bit overboard on the vapor trail off his glider it's doing too much it almost looks dog aki like the way it's always visible like it never dissipates yeah it's like such a thick cloud it's like it's like basically his uh his exhaust is a chimney yeah 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 Yeah. So that's one thing I I would like a little more kind of like, uh, or maybe he's got some kind of crazy fuel in there. I don't know, but it just looks too much. But then again, I'm coming from now the idea of that much exhaust out of anything (laughs) just seems like the environment's bad enough. They weren't thinking about that back then. It did in some cases kind of do a nice job of breaking up because he's so kind of Halloween-y. So against other backgrounds it, the thick white almost you know emission-esque cloud that wraps around yeah, him yeah exactly. it, it divides the panel up so it totally. does help so that so it's yeah. not all just big greens and purples yeah. and everything yeah. yeah like i get i think i get the why but it's still it's doing too much but yeah it, it's just a beautiful story but it's horrible <laughs> but it's gorgeous to look at but i get frustrated yeah yeah gwen never looked better her eyelashes right before the end girl you're looking good the headband it's iconic it's such a great look yeah yeah yeah. gwen looks great mary jane looks great peter looks like a stud yeah yeah robbie's looking like nice at the office hey daddy it's (laughs) everybody looks great and it's a beautiful book well colored it's we've hit the period now where they're starting to make you know black people skin looks like black it's not great but it's a heck of a lot better than you know earlier era stuff where later on in the amazing run it's just 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 such a bummer such a Mm -hmm. bummer yeah Mm -hmm. beautiful use of the city it's 
the the bridge work, the sides of the building stuff, some of the foreground background. It's the kind of book that if you gave it to somebody young who really liked even the video games now, they would get that same kind of energy like in the newer games where they really have some great mechanics on like the flip and the, you know, moving around the city and like even to your earlier question, why does he go to the bridge? Could have been like one of his spots to like look at a vantage point or like when you're playing a video game, you just finish something and you go to like a high spot to like figure out the next little mission you're going to do. It's yeah, very I'd pick that. a tall building in the middle of the city. That's not a bridge on one way out of it, you know? Yeah. I mean, we know they probably just picked it because it would look better than just tossing her off a building because they could have like the sky between like the bridge yeah. work and everything. Also, yeah. the idea of it being thrown out into some place that you're throwing her out over the water so there's no like nothing there sort of thing. Whereas if you throw her off a building, there's the slight possible chance that maybe there's an awning out on like one of the like a patio or something on like as halfway down or something like that. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Plus, it would have been easier if, you know, Peter had been thinking a bit more clearly about the whole physics of it all as our new younger movie peter's all over the math part of it um if it was within the city could have done like sort of a hammock situation or whatever yeah. like would have had options for another structure to do some more net type webbing versus the bridge there's nothing around no, there there's just yeah. nothing there's nothing to connect the other part of the net to yeah yeah yeah, the, yeah, unless she's falling onto the bridge, there's nothing yes. else to connect it to. Yeah. It, it really does seem like one. Love your theory, because as we've been talking, I'm going like, yeah, she just really just went down. Uh, and like, but like even all the parts before that, she's yeah. lying. It's not like Very she's standing still. or anything. She's lying there. Yeah, and- we don't see her face. We just see like the hair when she's laying there and he just boots her off. But yeah, it does seem like murder was the goal, whether she was already dead or like yeah. it didn't look like there were any plans for um, Goblin to just put a scare into Peter. Like yeah. he meant business. Yeah. I personally think one of the things that they missed out on is what the Goblin at some point should have said or left a note or anything saying that he was going to kill everyone that Peter Parker loves. Because if you do that, then it kind of makes more sense, in my opinion. Because he's Goblin's kind of a maniacal, crazy person to specifically just target one one person that matters to Peter Parker. doesn't feel like that'd be enough. You'd think he'd be then, he'd go after Aunt May, he'd go after people at the Bugle, he'd go after, you know, but he kind of just does that and then goes back to a warehouse and waits for Peter, you know? Yeah. But there was always that bit of, and obviously at this point, they were not handling any kind of mental health in any nuanced way but i always kind of thought that that could have been because goblin you know harry was dating mary jane and i mean everybody loves aunt may so <laughs> it's like it's not it's a little bit of you know f mary kill but like your enemy's friends like who if you had to <laughs> kill one of them <laughs> Sort of like, well, you know, she's she's a dime for sure, but no like emotional connection to the whatever sane parts of Harry are still maybe mixed in there with mm. the goblin. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. I'm giving him a lot of benefit of the doubt. I feel you like are, it was, yeah. it's probably more of like a Joker esque eeny meeny miny mo like easiest person to find. Yeah, maybe it was, was maybe it was the first person he found. Maybe he, well, thought, he like definitely whoever was, I bump into. Definitely yeah. was the first person he found because he went to yeah. he went to the, the apartment thinking, I'm guessing, thinking that Peter would be there. So, mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And then just decided to go with this plan on the fly. Um, I still think, I think if you're a fan of Spider-Man, it's definitely a book to check out because it's part of a deep part of the minutia of Spider-Man and one of like the big tentpole moments in the long arc of uh, Peter Parker. And it's gorgeous. Yes. Now the artwork is amazing. Yeah. Gil Kane and John Romita does finishes on it. It looks fantastic. Well, very good stuff. So definitely. Yeah, some of the older books, when you read them, it's, like so obvious it's from a different time this almost feels like it could have been done now but just in more of like an old-timey style right, right. yeah it's it's still it's still beautiful yeah. definitely definitely worth checking out we've come to the end of this week's back issue bloodbath but to the where can people find you at inatif.com on twitter at obesacantawit o-b-e-s-a-c-a-n-t-a-v-i-t and here with you of course you can find everything i do over at geekardshow.com follow me on twitter at geekard follow this very show on facebook at back issue bloodbath where we post the new episode every week but the easiest way to make sure you don't miss an episode is to subscribe to us on your podcasting platform of choice be it the itunes the apple podcast the google podcast stitcher tuned in spotify wherever you catch your pods and while you're there please leave a five-star rating review it helps with the analytics and the more people know the further we'll go and uh you know if you're passing by your local comic shop just stick your head in and tell the good folks there to give back issue bloodbath a listen as well Come to the end of another episode of Back Is Your Blood Bath. I've been Andrew Young. I've been Petula Neal. Have yourself a good...